Content warning. This episode contains content about violence towards women and may be triggering for survivors of abuse. Welcome to With You Every Step, the solo travel podcast that explores, explains, and hopefully inspires you to travel the world by yourself. I'm your host, Michelle Lee. Welcome to With You Every Step. If you have listened to my first episode with Helen or many other episodes, you may have heard me recount the scariest situation that I personally have ever been in while traveling by myself. It was in Dominican Republic at an all-inclusive resort. I have been really quite stressed about recording this episode and it's actually made me feel really sick because I was recently tagged in a post from friends and this post has left me traumatized. And to be honest, I don't know if you can hear it in my voice, but I'm actually really struggling already and I'm just starting this episode because this is something that I was hoping I'd never have to talk about in this way and for the reason that I'm talking about it today. And it's because there was a woman that was beaten and left for dead, and it makes me cry, at a resort in Dominican Republic. And it's made the news and it's been everywhere. You've probably heard about it and it's the same resort where my incident happened. So if you have heard me talk about it, you might put two and two together and think, wow, okay, I've actually heard a little bit about this I'm going to go into more detail about my experience at the resort. I can't speak for other people, but I can tell you what happened to me and how I was treated. I have a level of guilt with this and I know it's not my responsibility and it's not my fault and I don't want women to feel scared and this is not what this episode is about. It's about bringing awareness because I don't believe this is everywhere. It's not. I had never been to an all-inclusive resort before my experience five years ago. For Americans, it's a common way to travel, but for Aussies, it's not. Personally, I like to kind of do it grassroots. If I stay in hostels, I like to really feel the culture of a country and the people and the food. I found the whole experience kind of weird, to be honest with you. There's a real sense of luxury that's attached to it, which is beautiful, And it's at a kind of a budget price. So when my friends invited me to their wedding in Dominican Republic at the Majestic Elegance Resort, I thought, wow, I looked it up. It looked amazing. I've never traveled like this before. I was excited. So I got myself the more expensive room. The thing that I found most bizarre is that a lot of Americans don't really leave the resort I was keen to go and explore the country, but everyone around was like, "Mm, no, not really. We did a couple of day trips, but that was really it. Everyone was really happy to stay at the resort, which the resort is beautiful and I can see why. The food was all Americanized, so it's not like you're even eating the, the local cuisine, which I found was quite bizarre because when I travel, I like to eat the cuisine and try it at least. I'm not very adventurous. If you've listened to my other episodes, you may know that already, but I like to feel like I'm in another country. I could have been at a beach up in Queensland in this resort. I really wouldn't have known much different apart from the stuff. I was there for a friend's wedding and it was beautiful. I loved the idea that all her family and friends were all together on this massive giant holiday together. 
We were having fun. We were going to the nightclubs. We were going to the pools, to the beach. We were participating in the volleyball games. It was really what I had seen on TV and in movies. I was really loving it. My friend had around 60 guests, I think, for the wedding and we're all staying at the same resort. I had booked myself into the 18 plus section of the hotel and I was staying in the room by myself. At one point during the day, I was walking to meet everyone at the pool. For some reason, a lot of the staff there thought I was French. Now, if you look at me, I don't actually look very French. I can pass for Spanish. I mean, my mum is Greek and my dad is Croatian, so I'm definitely got the European look about me. But French, it's the first time this has ever happened to me. One male staff member was staring at me as he was walking past and I was by myself. There was no one else around and he was walking towards me. And when he got close to me, he said, bonjour. And so I just said it back, bonjour. I must have been convincing and he must have thought that I was actually French because then under his breath, he mumbled, I would do you every day. And at first I was a bit taken back by it and I thought, do I comment or do I not? As a woman, we have to choose our battles. Women understand we get comments all our lives and most women have. And so you have to pick your battle. This was one I wasn't willing to take. So I just kept walking and didn't say anything. So I continued on with the day and everything seemed fine. The wedding was absolutely stunning. It was so beautiful. We had such a great day, moved into the evening and the reception was beautiful. I had noticed though that the male bar staff had started paying me a lot of attention. I was getting stared at a lot. So were most of the women. There were a lot of very attractive people in this party. Some of the most beautiful people I've ever seen in my life, to be honest. But I was one of the only women that was totally by myself. There were other single people, but they had come in groups. So they were staying with their friends in their room. I was the only complete solo person. We were dancing on the dance floor. I was having a great time, enjoying the wedding. And then all of a sudden, I feel this tap on my shoulder. Thinking it's a friend, I turn around. The male bartender standing right behind me. It scared me a little and I looked at him like, yes, what do you want? And he said, do you have a boyfriend? I was a bit startled by this. So I quickly, feeling uncomfortable, grabbed one of the boys next to me and said, yep, this is my boyfriend. My friend caught on to kind of what was going on and he said, what are you doing? And the bartender went back to the bar. This made me feel really uncomfortable But it also now in hindsight makes me realise that the staff at this location don't see that there's a problem with this. I've been to so many other hotels, hostels, other resorts around the world. I've never, ever had staff so confident feeling like it's okay for them to approach in a situation where it's absolutely not. We had a great night. I got one of the guys to walk me back to my room as I was starting to feel a little unsafe. I didn't think it would be safe for me to actually walk back to my room by myself. I actually had decided to stay a little bit longer in Dominican Republic before going on to travel through Mexico. I had discussed this with my parents and my parents had said we would feel more comfortable if you did stay at this resort longer. It's only another two nights when everyone else is leaving. And I thought, well, yeah, I can relax and 
I can enjoy the beach for a couple more days before going on to do some hectic traveling through Mexico. All the guests have left and I've said goodbye to everybody, gone back to my room, gone to sleep, but I get woken up and the room phone starts ringing. I think it's around 7 a.m. It frightened me thinking there must be an emergency back home. Who would be ringing the room phone? I have a mobile phone, which I would think that my family would contact me on if there was an emergency. Maybe I had no connection. Maybe they couldn't get through. So I answered the phone in a bit of a panic. And it was a local Dominican man, not what I was expecting. At first, he was explaining what he wanted to do to me in a very explicit, disgusting way. You can imagine waking up, you're dead asleep, you wake up, you grab the phone and this is what you're hearing. I was so confused. What? What? Who is this? What are you, what are you saying? And then he went on to abuse me and he was aggressive. He was saying things to me like, you don't like Dominican people, do you? Again, I was confused. I'm, I'm here. I'm in Dominican Republic. I don't understand. This was all very quick. I was shaken And then once I realized that this was aggressive and I was being threatened, I hung up the phone. I was so scared. I have never been so scared. The realization hit me. This is a staff member. He knows I'm alone. I quickly got up and moved my luggage against the door. This person could let himself into my room. I was petrified. Before I left home, my beautiful, beautiful brother gave me a traveling gift which was a torch about the size of your hand. And he said to me, it's for your safety. I looked at him puzzled, a torch for safety. I don't get it. He said, keep it under your pillow when you're sleeping. If at any time you feel unsafe, have it close to you. And if anyone enters your room or anyone makes you feel that you're not safe, you shine that torch in their eyes. It's paralyzing. It is very bright. So the first thing I did was I grabbed the torch my torch. I sat in the room, curled up in a ball on my bed with my torch in my hand. By this time, the sun was already basically up. So the torch, I don't think would have been as effective, but it made me feel safe. And I guess any bright light in an eye, even if you're looking at the sun, it does make you hazed. So it was my protection. I had belted up my door with luggage was against there and a chair against the door. So I felt like I was a little bit prepared if someone was going to enter. I waited a couple of hours before I got my strength back and put my fear back in its box. And I went down to the reception to report what had happened. The staff was so blasé with the information I had just given them. I was expecting management to be called all panic buttons. This is how I was feeling. I was feeling like this was a big issue. They were looking at me blank, like, oh, yeah, and I couldn't believe it. I was expecting management to be called. No, no panic buttons were hit, not even close. They were basically acting like I was making it up. I was infuriated at this point. So I had got my power back now. I'd put the little girl of fear inside me away and went, okay, you're a woman. You are going to handle this situation. You are by yourself. You have no one else to do this for you right now. You have to do this. And so I was then in angry mode. And so I started demanding that they take my report. I want this in writing. I want to speak to somebody. This is not okay. Who rang my room? Who did this? They finally gave me a piece of paper 
and a pen and said, there you go, write it down. So I did. I went back to my room not feeling like I had achieved very much and not feeling like I was much safer because I didn't know who I was talking to either. How do I know that that person I just spoke to all weren't standing around ringing my room together? I have no idea what's happening here. I gathered myself together and thought, what do I need to do to make myself feel better? And something that makes me feel a little bit better is to go for a bit of a run. I put my jogging gear on and went for a bit of a run down the beach. This whole time that I was running, I was contemplating, do I tell my parents or not? I often don't like to stress them. They are always quite stressed when I'm traveling by myself. I guess that's just the job of a parent. Something in me said, you need to tell them. Because I thought if tonight this person enters my room, they need to know. I called home and I told mum and dad what had happened and told them that I'll be okay. It's fine. I'll put things up against the door. It'll be okay. I tried to make it sound like it wasn't as bad as how I was feeling on the inside. Again, I didn't want to stress them too much, but I wanted them to know that there's been an incident and I have been threatened. I only had one more night left at this resort. Now looking back in hindsight, for my own safety and sanity, I should have just gone to another place. But who knows? I don't know what the other places are like in Dominican Republic either. So I did contemplate it and then I just thought, you've got one more night, just stay here. You get up, you have to leave at 4 a.m. in the morning, you can do this. I was convinced it was a staff member. So I did not feel safe at all as I was walking around. I didn't really want to leave my room. I went for that run. I came back and then I get a door knock. It was my butler. I firstly yelled out, who is it? Because I wasn't opening that door for anybody. And he said who he was and I had been dealing with him. So in these resorts, in the area that I had paid for, it, bec- it comes with a private butler and mine was lovely. He was a really beautiful, beautiful human. So I had got to know him over the few days before that. When I opened the door, he said, I've been told about what happened to you and I need to move you straight away. He was a little stressed and he said, I need to move you. I am changing your room. Pack up all your stuff. It's not safe for you here. Again, this made my fear peak. So I frantically started packing. He said, I'll come back in 30 minutes to move you to another room. I was ready and waiting. I couldn't wait. Once he had said that to me, I was again feeling like this is not a safe place for me to be. He came back. As he was transferring me to the other room, he informed me that it was a staff member that had called my room, which is why I'm not safe. My amazing butler had checked the call records and he had seen that no outside number had contacted my room, which means it came from an internal phone. He didn't tell me where from. He said he didn't know. He did then explain that this wasn't the first incident that they had had on a solo female guest. He then took me to a room, which was a downgrade from the room I had paid for. No money was offered in return, nothing at all, which at the time I hadn't even thought about that. I didn't care. But now looking back on it, I think, hey, I I paid a lot for that room and you put me in this dingy room. But hey, safety comes first. And that's all I cared about at that point. He told me that I was no longer allowed to tell anyone my new room number. It was not going into the system. Beach towels are given at the beach and the pool. And he said to me, when you go to get a beach towel, You're meant to give them the room number. He said, give them the old room number. Do not give them the new room number. Do not tell anyone what this room number is. I just couldn't wait to leave this place. 
I just wanted to go straight away. I didn't want to be there anymore. I had the worst day and then I barely slept that night. I had again had all my luggage up against the door. My flight was super early and they have porters that are meant to come and take your luggage from the room to the front reception when you're leaving. He said to me, the butler, that I could call. It was 4am. I didn't want to ring and wake him up. And I refused to ring the front reception to get another staff member to come and do it. The resort is very large and my room was really far away from reception. I had a lot of luggage. Trying to walk with it all was awful because I also had the luggage in a position which was making me struggle to carry it, but I had it in a way because it was still dark when I was going to reception. So I was very scared that I could throw the luggage down if I needed to, if I felt like someone was coming close to me. And so I had my hands and I didn't, wasn't weighed down by having my bag strapped to me. So I didn't have my backpack on my back. I would have looked ridiculous, but I didn't care. I was thinking about how can I be free of luggage in a quick split second. And so it took me a really long time to walk to the reception due to that reason. And I got there, I didn't see any other person and I was fine. They called a cab, even the cab driver on the way to the airport said some inappropriate comments about the way I looked and how he thought I was very beautiful, which made me again feel very uncomfortable, especially from the situation I had just come from. So I could not wait to get on that plane and get out of that country. It was not a place I would ever go back to, and it's not a place that I recommend to anybody. I finally got to Mexico City, and I felt relieved. All these things I heard about Mexico, not even close to being true for me personally. I felt safe. I felt like I had gone home. Last week, Tammy Lawrence Daly shared her horrific story of what she experienced at this same resort. I read her story and I burst into tears. It seems that what was threatened to me, unfortunately, was carried out onto her. She was left for dead, but she survived. And she remembers what he was wearing. And guess what it was? It was a staff shirt. As I was reading her story, it didn't surprise me in the slightest. I have no doubt it was a staff member. What if it's the same man? We don't know. We won't know. It is a coincidence that what was threatened to me, then the same actual attack was taken out on another woman. My visit was nearly five years ago at this location. I then frantically started looking at reviews on this resort. I wrote a review years ago warning women to stay away from this resort. I knew in my heart that this is not a safe place for ladies. I then found another woman a year after I had gone to that resort that had written a review warning other women as well. Her review stated a staff member was naked in their room when they returned. They reported it and again, the resort took no responsibility. I personally never got to speak to a manager No management contacted me at all. If this happened in a resort that I was a manager in, I would want to know. If anything in the slightest happened where staff were inappropriate, I would deal with it. I would make sure that my guest was feeling as safe as possible. No, did not hear from any management. This is not acceptable. A woman was nearly killed. There is no way that a woman on a holiday with her husband should nearly be 
beaten to death at the resort from a staff member. If you read Tammy Lawrence Daly's story, it's easy to find. Type it in. It's everywhere. You will hear similarities from the story I told you to what ended up happening to her with her husband trying to find her and her husband's story is that they weren't helpful. They already have reports that staff have crossed the line. They should never have questioned him. They should have been looking straight away. I applaud Tammy for going public on such a traumatising event. Her strength is unbreakable. It's been reported that Majestic Elegance has made a statement. I don't know if it's word for word. I don't know if it's correct. It's only what I've read in the press. So I'm not speaking on their behalf. But what I have seen is that they are commenting that she only went to the press after asking for $2.2 million. She deserves that money. They should be giving her that money. She's gone through a horrific experience that's changed the course of her life. I haven't seen any statement that where they're taking any responsibility at all. It doesn't seem like that in the press releases I've read. They should be. They had reports previously that their staff had crossed the line. And not only that, their staff knew it. That butler of mine told me he knew that this was happening. So they all know. The American press are focusing on women's safety while travelling. I don't want women to be scared. I don't want ladies to stop travelling. I've travelled all around the world. I was in Zanzibar in Africa and I was by myself going back from one town to another and in the taxi I was talking to the driver and I asked him and said, I felt really safe here. Is there much crime? Africa is known for really high crime rates. And there are certain parts of Africa where I totally would not be walking around ever anywhere by myself. But in this section, I felt safe. And he said to me, the reason that it's very safe on this island is because us locals take it into our own hands if someone does something to our tourists because we don't want to jeopardise what we have with tourism here. So we want people to feel safe. Now, I'm not condoning vigilante behaviour at all. I just wanted to make that point of the differences in certain countries. Not everywhere is a bad place. Not everywhere is awful for women to go to. Yes, we have to be aware, but it's okay. It's okay to travel. My whole point of this podcast is to inspire people and women in particular that you can go out there and do what you want. Don't let this one resort that I had my worst experience at and Tammy had her worst experience And some other women had their worst experience. I'm sure there might be others. Don't let these stories make you feel like you can't travel. I personally would never go back to Dominican Republic and I warn people about going there. I've stayed at hotels, hostels all over the world. Would I go to an all-inclusive resort again? I think I would struggle. I think it would be something that I would really have to work hard to get the courage to do. Maybe one day I will. Please, women, don't be scared to travel. Like the advice my guests and I have given in all my other episodes, be smart, do your research. I have never experienced the lack of respect for women or care from an organisation anywhere else in the world. Please don't think that everywhere is like this. They are not. Tammy, my thoughts are with you in your recovery physically and mentally. Your strength is powerful and your light is still shining bright. I hope one day you'll be able to travel again and enjoy it. 
and that this horrible incident that happened to you never happens to anyone else. Thanks for listening to With You Every Step, hosted by Michelle Lee. We do hope you enjoyed listening. And if you did, make sure you tell everybody. If you didn't, nobody likes a Debbie Downer. Please subscribe to get up to date with our latest releases and give us a thumbs up on our social media at With You Every Step. We love to hear from you. If you have any questions or inquiries, head to the Contact Us page at our website, michellelee.com. That's also where you'll find all our blogs mentioned in the podcast. We love to hear from you and if we have inspired you to travel. Thanks for listening. Love life and adventure on.